all the time wasting no one. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. All right. So welcome back to another week, another episode of The Why Behind You. I said this week I have an opportunity to sit with a very, very close and dear friend of mine. Um, you know, last week we talked a little bit about, you know, who are you? And if you didn't get a chance to actually listen to last week's episode, Definitely go back, take a listen. Um, wanted to expand upon it this week. Uh, but this time, I actually bring in a guest. And this is something I mentioned to, uh, to you all at the beginning of this season that we'll start off having uh, different people, different guests coming in, different perspectives of uh, the why behind you. So I want to introduce everyone to a really close and personal friend of mine, Kevin Volgarelli. Uh, we're not only work colleagues, but I feel like we're brothers. And, um, you know, we've kind of shared and just gone along a journey of a lot of different things. So, Kevin, um, you know, introduce yourself to the people, to the crew, and uh, we'll get started, man. We'll talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, who we are. So, Thanks, Jason. Hi, everybody. My name is Kevin Bulgarelli. As Jason said, we are dear friends. We work together uh, in the day job. We also serve together uh, God's people in the evening, weekends, yes, every sir. chance we can. Uh, I'm a newly ordained uh, Reverend Bulgarelli, Rev, <laughs> Rev Kev, as the uh, as the kids call it, uh, in the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. However, you probably wouldn't know it from our church denomination. We probably seem more just like Jesus followers, Pathway Church in Burleson, Texas. And uh, I've been married to my wife, Karen, my, my beloved for 25 years, we have three children, uh, Amanda, who is 31. She's married to Colton, and I have a daughter, Sumner Ann, uh, who is 24, and my son, Jacob, who is 21. And we live here in Burleson, Texas, uh, with our five dogs and a ton of cool musical gear as we're sitting in here in my studio. <laughs> yeah, this is actually pretty neat. Um, there, there's How many guitars would you say you have in here? More than one. Yeah, that's an understatement. So, uh, yeah, I was admiring and took some pictures. And, uh, of course, we'll have to post some of these on social media. So Maybe. Can, yeah, <laughs> just a few. Um, but so we'll dive right in. So I think this uh, this topic actually, you know, is an expansion of last week uh, talking about, you know, who we are as individuals. And I think everybody has a unique journey. Right. Um, but I think that it's it's a really interesting and cool place to be where you can, you know, that journey molds where you go. So. Um, I wanted to expand upon that this week, and you know the the group, uh, the audience, that got a chance to hear me talk and start off last week. So, really want to just kind of turn it over and, and shift to you and just you know dive right into it. Of uh, you, when you think about your journey, you think about um, you know how you know your earlier years, your younger years, professionally, school, whatever the case may be, and then now the journey to recently becoming a new ordained minister, like. You know, what do you what do you say when someone asks, like, who are you as you're counseling and mentoring a lot of other people in the church or just in community? Like, what do you how do you define who you are? That's a great question, and it's probably more complicated than it should be. Uh, I think my first identity and, and this is when I give pastoral care to people, I, I try to uh, frame our identity in, in view of. Uh, children of God. Like first priority for me is my relationship with the Lord. Second would be my relationship with my wife Karen. Third would be everything else. And uh, so, a, a good friend of mine who is uh, recently retired used to call it faith, 
family firm in that order. And so I say God, spouse, everything else. So um, I, a lot of who I am was framed probably from very early on in my life. I was uh, obviously we don't sound alike. You, <laughs> you have a beautiful Southern draw. Oh, man. I have a, a Northeast accent, born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Go birds. Um, and uh, I was one of uh, I was a fourth of five kids born to a Catholic family. And uh, it was great. Uh, kind of didn't know any different. It was, you know, a family with uh, mom, dad, and grandmom living at home. Small house, five kids, everybody fighting for the bathroom, everybody right. fighting for the shower kind of thing. Right. If you didn't eat fast enough, you didn't get seconds, that kind <laughs> of a household. Uh, but it was, there was love, uh, but kind of things blew up, I guess, for me when I was 19 and my mom got sick with cancer and died. And that, that really kind of put me on a downward spiral, um, I think in a lot of ways, especially spiritually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really messed me up for a long time and, and probably uh, changed my direction in life. And that, that really was on a downward spiral, probably until I met my wife, Karen. Our daughter, Amanda, uh, was four. I met Karen. She was a single mom. And the first thing Amanda said to me uh, when I started dating, her mom was, are you going to marry my mom and be my dad? And that was one of those uh, sayings uh, in Philadelphia. I won't won't quote exactly, but it was a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, yeah. And so so relationships are really important to me, uh, highly important. And and I think as you you and I have discussed this personally uh, at work, uh, professionally as well, that it's about the relationships that really matter. Business, everything kind of comes through relationships, and it's and and to tie that into spirituality, it's about the relationship. It's about the relationship with God mm-hmm. first and foremost. And if that, if you can work on that, then the relationships laterally. You know, we think of the cross. The up and down is the relationship with us and God. The side to side is the relationship we have with our community. And that's all tied together. So I think, you know, it's really about relationships for me. Yeah. I, I hope that sums up yeah. kind of a 51 years in a very compressed amount of time. Hey, 51 years young, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. You got to let the camera like get us get us a little bit. So we, we got to get this phase here. So this is all good stuff. Now, you know, it's funny because I think, um, you know, when I was thinking about this kind of expanding on last year, uh, last week, and, you know, I was talking to a, a friend and, you know, I've shared my journey with you, but I was talking t- about... You know, I'm 43 years young, I'll say, but have had a lot of experiences in life and kind of what led me to where I'm where I'm at. And, you know, one of the, the things I, I feel like is is lessons learned as as a young adult, as a young child, um, you know, grew up in a single parent home. And, you know, it was kind of interesting because um, my dad was someone that, you know, was not around and um intentionally yeah, that was his 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 deal and you know what's kind of crazy is that you know when he when he left and my mom you know taught me pretty much everything about hard work and you know just you know perseverance and just overcoming adversity and all those things and just not taking things for granted don't have excuses you know you got to keep pushing and you know so my my uh my dad leaving was something that actually taught me two very valuable lessons. And I know I've shared this with you before in life. And I think, you know, and, and like the elders used to say, I was talking to my mom when, uh, a couple of months ago and I said, you know, the elders always say when you're going through a lot of these problems, you know, and you're complaining about stuff, just live. Right. And mm-hmm. so 
it was kind of interesting that I um, two very very valuable lessons that I learned. One was you know nothing is promised to you. You really have to work hard for everything that you do you have, and and uh, you're gonna hit hardships, and it's okay. Like you said, you 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 know you hit a low spot with some very you know major some big tragedy, but you know you you have people around you that can support you, that can help lift you up, that you can lean on when you when you're going through those times. And then I think the other thing was for me that um, if you trust people to be who they are. Um, you know, and I always say this, you've heard me say this before, but I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, whoever you are as an individual, just be that person and people know what to expect from you. And so for me, when I do that and I look at people that way, I am very seldom let down or very seldom surprised. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a thing as I went through a very, you know, significant personal experience in life, um, you know, in, in recent times. It was uh, another thing of just because you can do something don't mean, you know, to mean that you have to. You really have to, you know, kind of take a step back and say, you know, sometimes it's probably not always great. It's not the best for you. And, and sometimes you might say, hey, it's a, it's a decision or idea I need to make. And I think going through a divorce was something that actually was that, you know. And, and so I think you really get to learn, one, who your true friends are, who people that truly care and love for you. But you also get to learn a lot about yourself. And I think at the end of the day, you can probably attest to this just as well as I can and many other people. Um, these experiences are meant to be learned from. It's it's you know, that's how we evolve and we grow in life. And I think it makes you a better you or makes you a different you. So um, it's really important as I go back to, again, the topic of who are you, who who are you and why you are the way you are. It's the experiences, it's the experiences that drive you through that journey and these are the things that are, you know, that mold you and don't be apologetic about it. Right. Um, you know, I think sometimes we run into situations where people are, you know, ashamed or they feel like, well, I have to hide my identity in a certain way because people may judge me and that's OK. But the question is, is if someone's judging you, does it matter? Does it what does it change? What is it? How does it affect you at all? Um, unless you allow that in to affect you and then that changes you, right? Um, it took me a long time to learn that lesson. And I'm not perfect at it, but I'm very seldom bothered by what other people think if I've done nothing to negatively influence that. Um, yeah, and I, I think that <clears throat> that strength that you have, not only believing that, but living into that, was probably something that was instilled into you at a young age and reinforced Absolutely. and encouraged. And there are a lot of people that, frankly, don't have that environment where they're encouraged to be authentically themselves. Right. And what I found in my life, the more authentic I am, flawed and all, mm -hmm. the better not only do I do, whether it be performance, professionally, or spiritually helping someone, right? Or making a difference in this world, but I also feel better about myself. I, I, I feel a sense of accomplishment with, and it's e frankly, it's easier being authentically Kevin mm -hmm. than trying to be the Kevin someone expects me to be. Correct. Because I can never, I can never live up to an expectation of someone else ever. That whether that be in relationships, whether that be professionally whatever right. i have to be me and and what i've realized also in my calling that i was called broken and all as is that god equips the called but doesn't necessarily call those who are already equipped and mm -hmm. there's something comforting in that 
for me. And and as I read scripture, I, again, I'm I'm talking scripturally because it's something that's important to me. Right. As I read the Bible, case after case after case of people who God used were broken people, sinful people that just said yes to the mm-hmm. calling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing. What whether you believe in God or not is is totally fine. Um, being authentically who you are matters, yep. and the world needs people to be themselves. Correct. And I think that that is, you know, and, and it's it's one of those things that, you know, we're talking about a couple of different things we're going to kind of touch on, but I think that we're in a day and time now in society now where we're so easily influenced by societal norms. We're so easily influenced by social media. We're so easily influenced by those around us. And, you know, even talking to, you know, people that you may mentor, I mean, I get the opportunity to really talk to a lot of people, no matter what, you know, how old you are, how young you are, there's something as we were talking about earlier, just, you know, you can learn something from a lot of people and just being able to sit and talk about, you know, how, how it is very difficult, especially for our kids and for younger people and just even adults today too, to be authentically themselves. And, you know, I sit and think about it of how how, when did I change? When did I have that pivot of saying, you know, I'm not going to one be influenced or driven by what outside influences or what outside thoughts or what outside comments, because I, when I was younger, I didn't always have the confidence that I have now. Yeah. Um, you know, and we all change. And so I I reflect on that and saying, Hey, one, when did, when did that happen? And two, what led to that? Um, and it's, to me, it's a, it's very easy now, but understanding that, to your point, you're not going to always please everyone, and if you try, you're going to constantly fail and fumble at that because you're just never going to please everyone. Someone's going to have something different to say about what you're doing, how you do something. Hey, you cook this a different way than I do. It's not the best, or whatever the case may be. You play guitar. The way you play and strum may be different than how someone else does it, but they may be critical of that, but that's what works for them. So to your point, being okay with being you. And I always struggle with understanding why that's so hard for, for a lot of people. Yeah, that, if you can figure that out, let me know. I, I do think it has a lot to do with uh, one's environment that they grew up in or the environment that they live in. And so even for me, there have been ebbs and flows in that, in that confidence. I'm speaking with a confidence now. Uh, but I mean, even in the, in the recent past couple of years, there have been events professionally, personally that have rocked my world. And there are times when you're, you feel like you're not on solid ground. Mm-hmm. And so being authentic sometimes means being authentically sad, being authentically mad, uh, being authentically confused, disappointed, and staying in that space, you know, I see it week after week too, and uh, you know, for worship, for example, people people come in, they put on their what I call their Sunday best personality, mm-hmm. and you see them in in church. How is it going, Jason? Hey, man, every you know, it's like right. everything's great. I'm blessed. I'm you know, I'm blessed. And and yes, but how many people are suffering? And as someone who gives pastoral care to people, I can tell you that there are so many people. Who suffer, yeah, and and they grieve, and and there's trouble in their life, and so part of it is owning that space where people are authentically giving, providing hope 
that there's there's more to this, but not also not denying that people there's trouble for people. Right. And and being in that space is okay. Yeah. And when for example, when I read the Psalms, 150 of them, one after the other, is filled with such raw human emotion that it's that when I get down, I go there and it's it's a reminder of how God knows how being human feels. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so just being, and so that's an example of being authentic. Yeah. That is not your Sunday best yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So like uh, you just hit on a, a, an interesting point of, you know, how do you, how do you manage or let's say not even maintain, we'll say manage the emotions of when you hit that spot, because it's, it's tough. Like I, you know, and I'll, I'll say for me, I, I, that was another area because a lot of people, again, as we talk about it, are not very good at managing these things. It's like a, it's a downward spiral. And it seems like almost any and everything that you encounter or you see throughout the day or throughout the week or everything, you're always like, it, here's another one. It comes again. Here's it. Here, here it is, is again. But I, you know, it was so interesting. I had to, I had to allow myself, we'll see, we use the word grace all the time. I had to give myself grace and understand it's okay to hit that point. It's okay to level set there if that's where you land for now or for a short period of time, but don't stay there. And, and I think that, you know, you look at, and I think about this stuff all the time. You look at the times that we're in right now, you know, the economy's tough. You know, people are losing jobs or people having hard times finding jobs. Families are, are, are stressed and challenged. Um, divorce rates are up. Also, you know, uh, babies being born are up too. So that's a positive. But, you know, that you hit these points sometime where people feel, may feel the, as we were talking about ego and pride. And, you know, like you said, putting on that armor and that shield because you have to show up a certain way around those that expect you to see or be or deliver a certain way. But how do you manage when you hit that, that point? And then how do you manage the process of pulling yourself out of it? Yeah. Another one, if you can figure out the answer to that, (laughs) uh, you're going to help me out a lot. Now, I think, I think part of my journey has been the valleys and being, you know, wandering in the desert and and going through periods of lows and grief and and feeling so far not a, not only away from god but from people around me that may be right there in love i mean um so i think there's something authentically uh powerful for people who care for other people who've been there mm-hmm. And so that you're able to care for other people in a way that it, had you not gone through it, you wouldn't be able to have that compassion or yeah. that empathy. Uh, and if you would have looked at a 19-year-old Kevin and say, one day you're going to be not only an ordained minister, but you're going to be giving pastoral care to people mm-hmm. who have lost loved ones, I would have been like, you're, you're nuts. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be surprised if I make it to 20 or 21 years old. Yeah. Um, so how do I do it now? I think for me, one of the one of the things that I do is I lean heavily in on God, mm-hmm. and and my one of my daily prayers is God help me mm-hmm. uh, as I'm 
as I wake it up or as I'm getting ready, I'm driving into work, I'll, I'll say, God, I don't know what you have in store for me today. Uh, only you know, but when it happens, when I'm with somebody, can you just put, put in my heart, in my mind, in my mouth, uh, your will mm-hmm. so that I can be a vessel for you to somebody who I don't know is coming my way? Yeah. Holy Spirit knows. I, I just don't know. Right. And being open to being used mm-hmm. in that way. Uh, I will also say, so for, you know, again, this goes back to my faith uh, family firm. Mm-hmm. The next thing is my wife, yep. uh, my wife, Karen, who, you know, sometimes I really don't want to hear <laughs> what she has to say. And, and I say that with love because she's being real with me and she's yeah. being loving to me and she's holding up the mirror. Right. And let's face it, how many of us really want to look in the mirror and see the dark side of us that we don't want to right. own, but she she helps me do that with love, with with grace, compassion. Right. So that's an important element, and then and then uh, everything else like faith, family, firm. Uh, uh, I say everything yeah. else. So you know, you're a great example, Jason, of a friend who can I, can help me if I'm down. Listen to me, uh, care for me, speak truth to me whether it be something I want to hear or not necessarily yeah. what I want to hear. And we've had those conversations, yep. but that's what friendship is. Yeah. And I think that having that priority, again, God, spouse, everything else. And if you don't have a spouse, you're, you're who's your closest loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty good, simple framework to, to live by yet hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, and, and I'm curious to dig into that one a little bit too, it's just, you know, because I, I think that um, sometimes people say that they are, they're, they're, they're willing to hear and they want to hear, they want feedback. But we, we, we've all, we've shared stories and, and, and stuff, whether it's, you know, personally and professionally where people say that, but are you truly, really ready to receive it? You know, because sometimes it's going to be something that's not really warm and fuzzy yeah i hate here i hate hearing truth sometimes (laughs) it's like i don't want to hear that just lie to me (laughs) and and you know and and it's tough because you you think about it where you know you're battling with hey i want to be a good friend i want to be a good family member i want to be a good loved one right and i want to be able to help that person or you know be very very truthful with them but you know i think sometimes you have to you know pick and choose how and when you deliver whatever that is because where they are may be the absolute worst and lowest moment today and you know maybe tomorrow or you know they just need a moment to really think through that but you know you don't always have to bring the hammer you don't have to drop the hammer exactly and and there's a way to bring truth lovingly yeah you know and i think part of that is is uh trial and error it's practice i mean how many times have we said something to somebody and we're like can we have that over again yeah can can we rewind yeah uh but the more you you practice being authentic mm-hmm. and having real authentic relationships with people, that grace is allowed both ways. Yeah. Like, okay, hey, I, you know, I, I shouldn't have said it that way. I shouldn't have said it that way or at this time. Mm-hmm. Although there's truth to this, yeah. or you know what, this this can wait a day or a mm-hmm. week or so. Mm-hmm. You, what you need right now is you just need a hug, man. Yeah. Or you yeah. hey you know sometimes less is more yeah you're loved (laughs) and and so sometimes truth is not always corrective right sometimes truth is 
Jason, you are loved. You are a child of the the King. The, mm-hmm. You are a child of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, you are you're loved. Mm-hmm. And sometimes hearing that can redirect. Yeah. Or hey, man, I know you're going through a tough time, but your friends love you, man. Mm-hmm. All all your buddies around the lunch table here. Right. I know we're I know we're dealing with all these different things. Yep. But everybody's here because we love one another, and yep. we and we share a joint mission. You know, it's interesting, too, um, as you talk about it, especially being men, right? Um, and being vulnerable enough to show your feelings and show your emotions. And, and again, you know, we're, we're, we can talk about a lot of different scenarios and, and we'll get into different things uh, along the way. But I think that that in itself, too, was, was uh, as, as I was a young man evolving into, you know, a more mature, more experienced man, understanding it's okay to show your softer side, show your emotional side. You know, people in, in society sometimes will say, okay, well, that's a sign of weakness. So you got to be, you know, this person or you got to be macho, this and that. And I think that's just, that it's, I think it's lame. I'm going to use the word lame because I think that being able to be vulnerable, being able to show your emotional, your softer side, I think all of these things is a sign of strength. It is it is a is a, an example of strength because to your point of showing compassion to someone else, you know, I think that um, there are a lot of scenarios, especially even when you think about your kids, right? You know, you want to be you know, very, very strict, very stern or very, you know, disciplined in certain ways. But then sometimes it's hard to actually say, OK, I understand. I'm going to let you you know, I'm gonna let you have a pass on that one. Or even as a friend, I I was actually talking with uh, a friend the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how you know if someone's going through a very tough time, and they the only way they know how to handle that is by lashing out. Oh yeah. And the only way that they know how to like respond or react is you know what I'm gonna tell you you've never been there for me I'm gonna you know do whatever and you're how do you receive that you know and and I think for me giving grace to people and understanding where they are in that moment it's like you know what all right cool I'm glad you got that off your chest you know what let's talk later or hey I see you need a moment you know let's I'm gonna let that go and it's really difficult for some people sometimes to actually do that because you have expectations of people around you have expectations of loved ones and you know I know we're we're talking about a lot of different aspects of things but I think all of this goes back to me and when I when I really dug deep and sat down to thinking of my journey of who am I and you said sometimes you may react and say oh I wish I could have done that over how many times do you have that moment where you're just like oh I shouldn't have said that that way I know that sounded terrible but and it had the counter effect you were trying to be you know, positive or trying to be truthful and trying to be, Hey, this is what they need to hear. And yeah, it didn't work out that way. So I think that, you know, we, these are daily things that we constantly battle with and, you know, talking about your softer side, especially as a, as a, as an adult, how hard is it for some people to actually say, Hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. I I do think that, you know, we talk about well, scripture says, you know, it's in my weakness that I'm strong. Yeah. And so you can cultivate that um, 
community of being authentic and being vulnerable. Uh, I tell people I love them all the time, mm-hmm. and I think at first, if you're if if you don't know me, it's like that dude is really he's. <laughs> He loves people. Uh, maybe a little bit weird. Maybe a little too uh, too open about that. But I think part of that for me, um, yeah, my mom died at age fifty two, and I'm fifty one. So there's a part of me, even though I know it's not rational, that yeah. there's it, the time on the clock is ticking. And so in the end, all that matters really is love, and we know that God is love. Mm-hmm. And so, but so love is it. You can't take like in, in these. Be- we're in this beautiful studio with these guitars and. And all this gear, none. I can't take any of it with me. Yeah, like it's all for some other people. When you know, you know I share them now with other musicians. But when I go, they're going to other people. My kids yeah. will have some, but um, can't take it with you. The yeah. only thing that matters is love. Mm-hmm. The only thing. And so, why? The question for me for that I would have for myself that I'd share to, for everybody to ask is why wait till the end to have that be the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Love is it. Now, and, and, you know, so so then, you know, is it kumbaya all the time? Do you not work? <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, no, we have to live our lives, but wha- love should be in the center of everything we do. It should be It should be the goal. Our goal should be love. Right. Um, and the, the more that I lean into that belief of love being the the thing that matters, knowing that God is love, things tend to be okay. And yep. and and I don't mean perfect. Like we all have troubles. That's another thing that's uh. in scripture. We're assured you will have problems. You will have trouble in this world, but I have overcome the world, Jesus says. So yep. um again, uh, love. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love, love. Love is all we need. <laughs> Well, so let me ask you this. So as we, you know, you think about that um, and we talk about loving others, but do you ever challenge uh, or are you ever challenged with I'm always challenged, loving buddy. yourself? Hey, I mean, you know what? You know, we all are. That is an incredibly powerful question. And if I'm being honest, I love myself the least. And that's something I really need to work on mm-hmm. uh, in a multitude of ways. And maybe part of that is um, coming from a, 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 uh, a background theologically where there, there was a lot of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. that was kind of the undercurrent um, that, that's been instilled into me uh, almost to a point of harm yep. should i say right but i think it's a powerful question and i think that's something people really need to consider you know i think as i talk about love why why do i struggle so much for loving self mm-hmm. because god wants us to love self not to the point of pride and and boastfulness right but but we should love mm-hmm. ourselves and care for ourselves just like we would other people. Yep. And if I'm honest, that's something I really do struggle with that so, I need to work on. So interesting, though. Like, I, I mean, and I think, you know, especially when you're a person that is all about giving. And again, this is, you know, that this is part of that journey and that story of who, who we are. Right. And who you are. And, and and some people may just just may not be there. They may not be that type of person. We all know people that are very selfish and all stuck in their ways. But. 
you know, oh, I'm selfish too. As as my family. Well, we 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 all are in a certain way, in certain certain you know aspects, but which it we should be right because, again, it's that was another very hard thing for me to be comfortable with is that, I, each of us, all of us have to be selfish in certain ways. You got to be selfish with your time. If you give everything away to everyone else, what are you saving for yourself? You know, do you have that? ability to be you know at peace and to be at calm and all these other things because one of the things it took me a very long time when I say a very long time very long time to be very comfortable with and understanding with if I'm no good for myself I yeah. can't be any good to anyone else and that's a amen brother thing right I mean it's kind of one of those things where you know if you're run down if you're you know if you're not centered you're not grounded how can you be anything beneficial or worthwhile to anyone else you can't preach it so um it's it's tough but there's that fine line when you are someone that's a giver you're someone that's a nurturer you're someone that will you'll sacrifice for others where do you draw the line number one number two how do you not feel guilty about that yeah uh working on it i you know i i think um there's there is something that I have sorted out. Like for example, here we are in the studio. Mm-hmm. Music brings me such joy. Yep. Not only for the creation of it, but the sharing of it. So we travel all around the world for work, mm-hmm. right? I'll yep. go into a guitar shop in Tokyo. I can't speak Japanese yeah. for anything, <laughs> but somebody will be playing a guitar and I'll pick up a guitar and I'm playing with them instantly. We are communicating in a language that transcends right. uh, linguistics. It's yep. a, well, it's a different type of linguistic. Mm-hmm. And so that brings me such joy. And so we're surrounded by all this, but I'm also surrounded by my theology books and mm-hmm. my, my Bibles and my commentary. So diving into and, and trying to uh, better understand what God has for me in the Word. You know, some people just take Scripture literally. Mm-hmm. Uh we actually we we know that people grow in their faith by not necessarily by the reading of scripture, but the reflection mm-hmm. of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have weaponized scripture. Yeah. Oh yeah. To the sure. harm of countless souls. Yeah. And so this is a place that I'm sitting in. You know, you talk about refreshing. Uh, I'm I'm I can sit in here and be in here and replenish the soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. For whoever is listening to this, you got to find something. Yeah. Yes, love. Yes, give and, and share everything you have. But find a place you got to you got to fill the tank somehow, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, one of those things where are you, you know, whatever that, you know, when we say giving and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I have to give my material things away. And, you maybe. Know, maybe you give. But you know what was very interesting is that people are very, very quick to forget giving your time in whatever way that you want to donate it, helping others, going to clean up and, you know, help out in a homeless shelter, whatever the case may be, you just never know when you are going to be a guiding light for somebody else. Um, You know, we were talking about this earlier over dinner, but I think one of the things for me is I've always had the mentality that if I can put a smile on one person's face today, it's been a successful day. I don't care how bad my day is. <laughs> we just um, gave a smile on the camera. Just got a smile on the camera. Um, but I mean, I think that it's it's it doesn't 
take you much energy and effort to be kind. It doesn't take you much energy and effort to be uh, someone willing to listen to someone else. Sometimes that may be all that someone needs, and it's the difference in that person deciding to end their life that day or the fact that someone actually took the time I was important enough for them to just listen to me. How powerful is that? Like, I kind of mentioned that earlier that I don't know what God's got in store for me. The Holy Spirit is going to bring forth people into our lives daily. So you got to expect it, you got to look for it, but daily that you are supposed to be part of their life in some way, whether it be a smile. Yep. Or whether it be a thumbs up, or hey, someone's in a rush. Here, take here. Let me hold the door for you. Go ahead and right. you know it's like these little tiny acts of kindness can change the world by changing the world for someone, yep. someone's world. And you don't know what people are carrying. I mean, it goes back to this idea that the Sunday best personality. People people walk into places of worship or they come into your work, and and they're and they are carrying something. Mm-hmm. They don't share it right. often. Right. And not because they're not being authentic, because maybe it's just not the time and the place to do that. Right. Um, but you just never know what a little love or, or just grace, right? Yeah. You used that yeah. word before. The same grace that we get, extending it to someone, how it can literally save a life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite literally. Well, and that's the thing. You... You know, you always, um, you know, we're in a society where, again, we see so many things outwardly and we think that, hey, this person is doing better. They have more. They're happier. They they just, you know, this. I want that. But then you never know the burden of the yoke that someone else may be carrying. And I had a, a good friend of mine. He's actually a great friend of mine to this day that said, you know, it's very how often do you think like that and you say that but not realize that you wouldn't trade your best or your worst day for their best day you wouldn't trade your worries and your problems for the next person i had a friend of mine that went through a very very unfortunate tragedy and wrong place wrong time um could have happened to anyone and the circumstances of that, when I look at, you know, I'm coming home complaining about something, bad day at work or, you know, frustrated about whatever. And then I'm looking at what this person has to actually endure and go through. And I'm like, wow, you know what? Um, um, I, I, have, I, I just need to stop. And, you know, the, like that saying where people are always so like, hey, you know, someone always has it worse. And I think that's a that's a reality. You don't always think about that or think like that. But, you know, when in the grand scheme of things, what we're going through or what we experience, what we encounter, you know, do you really, really, really have it bad? Some people didn't wake up this morning. You know, some people know that they have a terminal illness and they have a finite number of days that they have left. And when you put things like that in perspective and you start thinking like, man, okay, what, what am I complaining about? You know, do I, do I, do I, do I really need to be wasting my energy and time on this? And so I think, and, at the, and yet at the same time, it's authentic to, to have those feelings, right? but, but also having the truth, right. Being, being community of having it reframed. Yep. So like I may come, I may show up to work and I'm, I am, I'm down on myself. Mm-hmm. 
I'm authentically down, but you know, coming and talking to you, you're mm-hmm. one of those people that, hey, hey, Kevin, let's reframe this. <laughs> and so, yeah, I didn't wake up in war-torn Ukraine today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my family wasn't murdered. Right. You know, right. Uh, my child came home mm-hmm. from an evening out with friends. Right. I didn't get a phone call from. Right. You know, the authority saying there has been an accident. Yeah. You know, I mean, so yes. So I so there's that balance of understanding you're blessed, but also being authentic. Okay, so how and you, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. So how do you come out of that that yeah. downward spiral? Yep. You know what what ways do you come out of it? You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I have this, and it, it's not always 24 hours, but I kind of give myself this this time frame that whatever the scenario is, it's okay. And what I mean by that is if I have feel like I'm having the absolute worst moment, the worst times, nothing's going right. Um, you know, I just keep taking hits. I give myself, I say emotionally and mentally, I say 24 hours, 24 hours ish. I can be, I can vent, I can scream, yell, kick, not, not a kid, but you know, I give myself, you put the on time. the clock, I put on the clock. I give myself the time to be in that moment. If, if even if I feel it's the absolute lowest, and then I sit there, I reflect, and every morning I tell you, I get up, I, um, I meditate, and I pray. And those, no matter what, in the days that have been, I felt like the darkest days I've had, which we all go through them, but even in those times, those seem to be the best days that I have. When I sit, I clear my mind, I give myself that time to say, you know what, it's okay. Kick, scream, yell, holler, do whatever you need to do. But then at some point, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to change it? And I can control me. Yeah. Um, I do that same thing as well with when it's something great and it's exciting, it's fun because I don't get too high. Don't get too high. Don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the lows because I think you kind of have to, you got to kind of keep it even. And, um, you know, I say this and, and, you know, the listeners have heard me say this on my, on uh, several other podcasts. But I, my favorite quote, and I'm big on quotes, so I, I just always drop a quote. But my favorite quote is by Charles Swindle. Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react. Good we can control our reaction to things. And when you think about it and you take a step back, that's why I meditate and that's why I pray. And I kind of, you know, what am I supposed to learn from this? If it's a, if it's a tough situation, I don't sit and get down on myself and, and we talked about this last week on the podcast, you know, what type of person are you? That person when something goes bad or rough that you're like, you know, why is this happening to me? Or are you that person that says, you know what, you know what, this sucks. I, I, I don't it. like it, but what am I to learn from this? How do I take this situation and learn not to fall into it or learn not to experience it anymore or make different decisions and move forward? It's not a failure. It's not that you're a terrible person. It's not that you have fallen short. Now, if you didn't prepare, you didn't do the things you need to do, then, hey, that's one thing. But just because you land there doesn't mean you have to stay there. And so it's really, for me, it took me a while because it's easy to get around people that feed that negativity. Oh, my gosh. Right? You know, you're like, oh, man. And you call them and you just... You know, you're, you're complaining and you're complaining and they're just feeding all of this. And then you're just, you never get out of it. 
So that's why that's what I do for me. That is that has been like food for my soul. Give myself the grace and the ability to actually wallow in it, if you want to say it, for a finite amount of time. And it may not be 24 hours. It may be a week for for someone, whatever. But give yourself a finite amount of time and allow it to be. Do what you need to do. But then start figuring out what's next. How do I move? But what about you? Yeah, I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> I, I may say something and my closest loved ones be like, Oh, that's not true. Dad. Um, I think my time, uh, I, I, I probably should adopt your philosophy of, okay, there's 24 hours or whatever that time period is. It's yeah. on the clock. After this, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to move on. I think I, and it goes back to probably some of my self-love, self-care. I, I don't need anybody criticize me because I'm my worst critic. We, we all And are. so I beat myself up tremendously, and I need to be better at that. Um, but I think I, I need to be I need to redirect my energies because if I'm left alone to my thoughts, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for me to get out of that. If I'm honest, yeah, yep. Uh, I have five dogs, so being at home, especially if I'm home alone. There is very little time to wallow mm-hmm. in anything because at any given moment, any one of five dogs yeah. is demanding all your time, major attention, <laughs> or cleaning up a mess, or right. hey, they have to go out. How many, you know, in and out, five dogs. One will go out, two will want to go back out, one will come in. It's like this revolving door. I right. think I'm playing like host right. at, a, at, a, at a hotel for people coming <laughs> and going. Um, so that's part of it. And I think also having, uh, the people in my life that genuinely care about me, they check in. I, I don't think a day goes by that, you know, there's not a communication by by somebody, whether text or a phone call mm-hmm. or an email. So I, I'm pulled into community. And that goes back to that, that idea of being in a community. The worst thing is being isolated and alone mm-hmm. and staying there. And so for me... I've created an artificial environment, if you will, that it's almost impossible to be alone for a long period Mm -hmm, of time. mm -hmm. Uh, My spiritual belief is uh, that uh, darkness or or evil, intelligent evil, really does seek to have, when you're down, to be isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. And... And then some of the things we tell ourselves or that we listen to that come to us are you're not good enough, you're mm-hmm. not worthy enough, uh, guilt, shame, You sh- no one will love you, stay mm-hmm. isolated, stay alone, whereas truth, Jason, you're a child of the Lord, and mm-hmm. you're loved, and you you have value in this community. In fact, the kingdom of God won't achieve its fullness unless you participate in that mm-hmm. kingdom building. Mm-hmm. And so that requires one to come out of the, the darkness... Right. And into into a world where they engage others, yeah. and so it's hard to stay down yeah. if you're engaged yeah. in the world. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does, and I think that that's the thing. You know, when you talk about, you know, it, as we've all heard, it takes a village, right? When you're raising the kids and you're raising a family, it takes a village. When you you are an individual trying to evolve and grow and become whatever it is you're trying to become. It takes a village. And I think that one of the things that is, um, I take this back to not only, you know, and again, this podcast is about not only 
professional growth, but also personal growth. You know, no one, and I say this all the time, ever made it to the pinnacles of success or growth or anything alone. No one ever makes it to that height or that next step by themselves. You have or without failing. Or without failing, exactly. And 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 again, that's a that's an unbelievably amazing point because you have to be okay. And and what did Michael mindset, Jordan say? Right, he failed more times than than everybody, but he was the best. So it's exactly best in the game. And one of the things I always sit here and think, I say again, it's a matter of perspective, right? It's a matter of mindset. And I started telling myself or asking myself, did I really fail, or mm. did I find a way not to do it? Did I find that I got an opportunity to learn a different way to do it the next time I, I approach it. And, you know, everybody talks about, you know, Benjamin Franklin and, and finding, you know, like discovering That's a good life. Philadelphia reference. Yeah. Uh, we'll you know, take that. I tried to do that, you know, say I, I tried to slide that. <laughs> I'm in, waiting until we get a Rocky reference. Thrown <laughs> in here. But I mean, I think it's one of those things where, and, and we were just talking to uh, some of the kids uh, the other night, right. Uh, at a uh, church. And it's like, if you don't accomplish something, the first time, try again. If you don't accomplish the second time, try again. If you don't accomplish the third time, maybe shift up the narrative, shift up the approach, try it again. But you know, and I, and I shared this um, this reference to um, um, oh gosh, uh, Ray Lewis, right? You know, and everybody Baltimore, in Baltimore. You know, I'm, I'm trying East to make Coast represented tonight, <laughs> making the rounds, but. You know, one of the things that I, I saw him say, he's a very, really dynamic, and people have their thoughts and feelings about him, and, you know, we all have Man a does tremendous work in Baltimore. Oh, my gosh. Man, I mean, you know, and, and it's it's the one thing that I've learned, we're, we're all flawed. Amen. And we all have had struggles. We've all had a past. We've all grown in different ways, but that's what makes us who we are. No one's worthy, and it's, it is that opportunity for grace— to keep going. Correct. And one of the things that he said, he said, you know, you know, you look at the people that are great, you know, you're thinking about it from an athletic standpoint, the athletes that are just phenomenal, the greats, the Jordans, the, the Bo Jacksons, the Deion Sanders, the, you know, the Ray Lewis's of the world. Um, you look at those people and they did the very small things very consistently over and over and over and over again until they just became second nature. Tom Brady, Phenomenal athlete. I know New England that's, might not that's be a, you know, painful, man. Yeah, I, I know. It's I all. To, you had to throw that one in there. <laughs> hey, so I, I thought we were just talking about love. What's going on here? But I think it's one of those things where when, when we think about ourselves as individuals, right? How often I've been in the gym, you know, working out or even when I was training, when I was playing ball in college and or running track in high school and all those things where you get tired, you get fatigued, but you want to you want to stop. You want to give up. But I think the the hardest thing is to force your mind to push through it. The hardest thing is to say, you know what? I don't feel like I can go any further, but I got to just one more step, one more time. And think about that, not even from a sports perspective, but just in everyday life where it's so easy to say, you know, I'll just do this tomorrow. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I, I have more time. And then we run into a scenario we have someone, friends, loved ones, what have you, that maybe they don't have more time. And then you fall into that, well, I thought about it. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do better. I'm going to do this. But it's a, you have to force yourself 
to be different. I'm not going to use the term better, um, but you got to force yourself. If you want to be better than you are or do things better or do be consistently better at something, you got to put the effort in and only you or me can control that for ourselves. And, and, and you bring up a, a great idea. And, and for me, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call it change because change is constant mm -hmm. for all of us in every way. So sometimes we hold on to what's, what has worked in the past, correct? but it no longer works the same way, or, or perhaps it doesn't serve us in the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to be willing to consider that uh, a change is good, yeah. what, whatever that may be. And that takes soul searching and being authentic to mm -hmm. ourselves and real with the situation. Correct. Is what I'm doing serving me today? Yeah. Yes or no? Right. And the answer very well may be no. And you, right. and you know it. You're just not willing to change. Not willing to change. You're stubborn. You know, and 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 that, so, uh, interesting point. So, when you're stuck in that mindset, not willing to change, this has worked well, this has worked fine, but how do you manage balancing that versus you know, you feel like everybody or something sort of leaving you behind. But if you're, in, and again, it goes back to who are you? Like, if you don't want to change, then your expectation has to align with whatever comes along with that. That's correct. Uh, you know, the first thing, and again, I keep going back to this idea of spirituality in, in the church because, you know, I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> but so many churches are dying. Yeah. So many people are leaving the church, you know, they're becoming nuns and not N-U-N-S, but N-O-N-E-S. Mm -hmm. They're not affiliated with right. faith or, or church. Right. Um, part of that has to do, in my opinion, with people in churches not being willing to let the Holy Spirit move actively amongst them. Mm -hmm. They like it the way it is, mm -hmm. whether it be the way they worship or the type of people that they they want in worship with them. Mm -hmm. That has changed, by the way, over the past 50, 100 years. Yeah. I mean, here we are sharing a podcast. There would have been a time when this would never have been yeah. appropriate or, right. or culturally allowed, right. which is crap. Yeah. So, so there is change that is supposed to happen. And uh, and so not only so personally, yes. Socially, culturally, yes. Spiritually, yes. We have to be open to how how are we how are we being moved to change and for what purpose? Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's okay to not have that answer or arrive at that answer on your own. Sometimes you need outside experience, outside counsel, outside you know perspective to be able to help you arrive there. Um, I think that, you know, as we kind of wrap up and get close, uh, get to the end here that, you know, this, a lot of this kind of goes back to a couple of very important things for me, um, on, as we talked about, you need others. We've talked about the different scenarios and examples through a lot of this where you need other people, you need other perspectives. Sometimes we get blinded by, um, you know, our own constraints. We get, we get 
trapped in there. Hey, this is what I see. And you can't, as they say, see the forest for the trees. Right. And I feel that to your point that it's, it's not, we're not in a static scenario. If we look at how we were when we were 18 or 21 versus what we were like when we were 30 versus what we're like now, I mean, that progression and those those transitions that change it happened it, it it's, it's different and your thinking evolves your perspective evolves but why it's because of the experiences that we've had yes. it's the things that we've lived through and you know for anyone that's out listening um, I would say don't be ashamed of who you are you know at the at the end of the day you are the person that you were meant to be and you have to be okay with that. You don't need to be, you know, something that you're not because again, at the end of the day, you can only fake it for so long. You know, people say fake it till you make it, but honestly, you can only be that person or that 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 um, you know, person that imitates whatever it is for so long. But, you know, um as we kind of like come to a close here, you know, any any things, you know, again, you're thinking about, you know, how you, you know, you you pastor to people, you mentor people of all ages, all ranges, people going through different struggles. And I know you've shared some of those experiences with me, but for everyone listening, what what would be a few final words that you would say, you know, or the most, you know, that you're the most passionate about when you really sit back and think about not only for yourself who you are, but how you help other people be okay and be comfortable and drive to who they are and, you know, just be a better them. I think it's a, a daily ask God revealed to me what you'd have me do and who you would have me be and how, how I am to be so that, that there's a seeking that's a constant current in my life. And, and I would encourage everybody to seek Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be answered. But, but literally, ask God, what would you have me do? Who would you have me be? Build me to uh, be the person you have designed me to be. And allow me to be a, a positive presence to others so that they can be who they need to be so that we can collectively help bring about the kingdom yeah not my kingdom your kingdom yeah uh, I think I think that's that is it's a daily search uh, you know I still haven't found what I'm looking for is mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs it's it's a psalm song of sorts from mm-hmm. YouTube but I still haven't found I don't know who I'm supposed to be yet I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure that out but I, I know what I'm I know what I'm not supposed to be yeah. so part of this discernment is okay, it's okay to realize that's not who I want to be anymore mm-hmm. and not being like that. That's part of the Holy Spirit moving in us. Okay. I mean, you and I both have been, we've done things, we have, we've, we've, we've been in places where we don't want to ever go back mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. But there was a learning in that. Yep. There's a learning in the in in the falling and you know, whether we say failures or not, but I mean the, the mistakes in our life help make us who we are becoming. And don't carry the guilt. Don't carry the shame. Let it redirect us in the right direction, but drop it. It it doesn't need to be a weight that we carry. So many people that I talk to, 
they can't let go of the shame and and the guilt of their past. Mm-hmm. And we, by the way, everybody listening, we all have it. Yeah, everyone. You, me, everybody. There are things that we wish no one ever knows about, finds out about. We're all there. Yeah. God is making us into something new, a new creation. And so allowing that process to happen thoughtfully, prayerfully, uh, asking God to, to, to bring us into that place, I think is it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the thing that you hit on for sure is I sum that up in the it's a journey. Yeah. And Amen. I think that um, <laughs> that's a good idea for a <laughs> podcast series. <laughs> exactly. And I, you know, I, I'll just I'll I'll just wrap this up and say, you know, that I I think that at the at the core of it all, I said it just a second ago. Uh, be upon unapologetically you, and when if you have people that are around you that are currently in your circle that are judgmental or that, you know, always have something to say or they're negative or they kind of prop themselves up versus trying to put you down, you know, it's okay to shed dead weight. It is okay to not keep people around or keep things around that are not healthy and good for you. We call that pruning scripturally, you know, right? And so I think, as I said, be unapologetically you. Um, live your truth, live your life, live and experience and love the journey that you walk. Every experience that I've had in my life, more whether it be pleasant, whether it not be pleasant, I've, I'm glad that I went through every single thing that I went through because it made me arrive at who I am right now. And that journey will continue to evolve. So um, for everyone out there, thank you guys for, you know, rocking with us for a little bit i have to say rocking because you know we got guitars in the background here whoop, whoop. and uh kevin no really appreciate you you know taking some time to sit down i know we've talked about doing this for a while and um you know you have become not only a great amazing friend but also just a great brother and um you know this is something that you know will continue to evolve and share and you've helped me through my journey right um, but yeah, want to tell everybody, uh, you know, I think you've rocked with us for a little over an hour now. So has hey, it been that long? It has been that long. So this is a great topic, great discussions. And, um, you know, thank everyone for listening, but, uh, you know, please tune in, um, and please, um, you know, share any thoughts, comments, uh, via email at you at the why behind you.org. Um, but also, um, any, any things that we have, we'll start taking some of these podcasts live, right. And just, you know, getting that dialogue going and we'll continue to evolve. There we go. Do video um, podcasts. There, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, hey, thank you, brother. Thank you. I and appreciate uh, it. blessings to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the why behind you I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of the why behind you.